Sure, gang, welcome to my first ever podcast episode. Welcome to After School is After School with Sis G U. Yes, sir. I know that it's taken us some time to get here, but we're finally here. This is my first ever episode. And I thought, who else to have this episode with other than my manager, the man that has helped me get everything? I've done this year done um he has honestly helped propel my career in a very short amount of time so this episode will be focused on sisgu uh as a business entity um uncomfortable growth as a brand who section nine is who leo is what he does and just what we've learned in this space of being or what i've learned specifically as an influencer content creator and what his journey has been with his company so guys I would like to introduce my guest. My guest today is Leo Lubello. Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> I, guys, I can't even believe we're doing this. I know we're talking to ourselves right now, yeah. and it won't be that when it comes out. But yeah, first of all, thank you for your time. You know, I mean, I take up all your time already as is. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I truly just appreciate you being here. Um, guys, so just a short synopsis of After Schools After School, in case you did not catch it on Instagram. That is what my podcast is called. After School is After School with Sis GU. We came up with this name because I wanted for the name to represent what I want the content to be. You know, like in primary school, after school was after school. If someone was fighting you, you know, you wanted to, to, to square up with someone, you did it after school. When you guys were gossiping, it was after school. When you're going to the parties and having a good time, it was after school. So that is where the name comes from. And that is like the thought process behind it. Um, it will follow somewhat of the format of my YouTube channel in that I will be tackling the same topics just more in depth and more openly and honestly. I feel like I have a younger audience on YouTube and uh, via monetization, I can't necessarily say the things I always want to say. So this will be a platform where I can speak more truly and openly and more honestly about the, tap, the topics and my life. Honestly, so I'm looking forward to having conversations on this platform. Um, yeah, so without further ado, we're going to get into it. So I would like to speak about how myself and Leo met. And I want to ask Wait, you. Wait, who's starting? Who's starting the story? No, you are. Cause I no, wanna... no, you tell me how you think you met me. I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah. I know. Okay, so first of all, I used to play basketball. So I'm right. You okay. got it. You got so it. I used to play basketball at Red Hill, and then there was a basketball tour that happened, I think, every year at ISA, which is the International School of South Africa. Yeah. It's it was in Mafikeng. What's Mafikeng yeah, called now? Was. Is Maftown so Maftown? It's Maftown, but with an H. Mahikeng. Mahikeng. Yeah. Now, so also it, it was the most lit tournament. We always used to look so forward to it, and then I went to the tournament, and I think Espacio. Dios, I don't know if I'm saying his. Yeah, Espacio Dios, yeah. Was an artist from there. And I was. Which like, I, I didn't manage at the time, but we're like close friends. Yeah. yeah. But it kind of felt like you were managing him, even if you weren't at the time. I feel like I knew what was happening in his career because of you. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so cool. I was a fan of Espacio. And then somehow, you see, that's why I don't know how we got each other's numbers. No. You guys were, were playing. Yes. And then I didn't do basketball. Yes. So I was like, yo. But Espacio didn't either. Yeah. So Y'all like, were yo, liking things. <laughs> 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 we're like, yo, we're not, we're also, 
we were like not in boarding and stuff like that. So yeah. You guys were being hosted at the boarding yes. house. Yes. We weren't allowed as day scholars to go that to the boarding night. house. Oh, yeah. I see. And the matches sometimes at night we have to get kicked out. Yeah. So like yo, we link up and all of that because like we also come to Joburg very often because of music mm. and just family. Yeah. Besides of besides Mafi Gang. Yeah. So yeah, that's how we exchange numbers. And then we linked up at a party as well. Yes. Um, where was it? Santin. Cedia. Club Cedia, I think. Oh my goodness, yes. <gasps> no. The entrance was I... 60 bar, I think. You're even time. killing me that you remember the yeah, entrance fee. <laughs> Patrick Lee was performing. Yes. And it was at a house somewhere. Yeah. In, I think Cedia's house. Yeah. yeah. It must have been Cedia's. Yeah. 100%. So yeah, that's where you linked up. And yes. Yeah, later on, I was like, with me, like, I, I still have contacts from people, like, when I was 15, 16, 17, 18. Yeah, that's something I've grown to realize yeah, so, about you. Like, I keep the network. For sure. So, like, even when you started the platform, mm. which we'll discuss later, mm. I'm one of the first few people that were like, yo, check this out. Mm. And, yeah, I'll explain everything later. Okay, yeah. Because I remember I had always had your number. And then just from time to time, maybe I'd see a status here and there and then earlier this year he had approached me regarding a campaign and then afterwards he was like dude i actually have this company and uh, let me pitch to you tell me what your plans are and then we eventually got around to doing it and then here we are so i am signed to section nine i also would like to say this publicly i don't know if y'all don't know people try <laughs> send me emails all the time about management respectfully i'm not interested i am good i do have a manager i'm with section nine so yeah i'm happy that i get to say that publicly thank you once and you know for you all. know sometimes there was one time you received a, uh, an email, an email. And then I was like, kind regards, yes. management. Yes. I declined the offer. 100%. And, was and like, he was like, regards. I want them to know that I declined it as the management. It was a no from me. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, let's speak a bit about Section 9. How you came up with the idea when it was, when you began the business and where you plan on taking it. And how you thought of taking on influences. For me, that's been something that's been... Or rather, for me, that's rare. really interesting, yes. Yeah, it's very rare. It's yeah. very rare. Because I know, obviously, musicians will always have um, managers and so yeah. forth. So what made you think that diving into the content creation world and hoping to manage content creators is something you'd be interested in? Okay. So I think let me begin from the beginning. Okay. So the company is called Section 9 Africa. Yeah. The name, to come up with it, yeah. Section 9 of the Constitution. Damn talks about equality damn okay so i wanted equality in the entertainment industry, industry. oh you can look at my Ooh. roster yes sir you'll get the vision yeah so in everything that i do every venture that i do i always prioritize that i had a vision yeah to begin with yeah it's not about nice times getting bookings making money but like the purpose the bigger picture Mm. So initially it was in 2016. Okay. I had been doing events like since 2014, mm. primarily in Joburg, also in Math, but Joburg a lot. Mm. That's why I was in the Joburg party scene a lot. Mm -hmm. I used to hang out in Brahm as well, like, yo, back in the day. Yeah. So 2016, I was like, okay, cool. I want to make this legal. Yeah. 
I had thoughts 2015, but okay, cool. I was like, mm, yeah. not sure. Yeah. But then 2016, I was like, okay, I'm ready to step into the entertainment space. Yes. This is what I want, want to do for yeah. the rest of my life. So um, I was 17 in 2016, uh-huh. turning 18. Yeah. So CIPC doesn't let you like register a company until, until you're 18. 18. So on my 18th birthday, preparing mm. for my finals. Yeah. I went, used the free internet at school, Yeah. <laughs> went to the library, literally. Mm. I still have that email that I drafted. Yeah. Sent out my stuff. On the 4th of October, it was approved. Damn. So it was legally registered. So on my birthday, yeah. I was busy registering. I didn't care about birthday wishes. You didn't presents. care about party. Yeah, you didn't I wanted care. something legal. Yeah. So then that's how I registered it. Then okay. Did the tax, did, you know, banks and all of that. Yeah. So on the 4th, that's my birthday. That's my baby's birthday. Yes. So my birthday is on the 28th of September. Yes. On the 4th of October is when I birthed Section 9. Africa. Uh. And then talking about my roster and all of that. So I talked about equality. Yeah. So I started off with events. I was heavily involved in events. Mm. I wanted to do artists and, and you know, creators and entertainers later on. But yeah. I felt like with the events, I wanted to create like a, a database, yes. relationships in the industry because those are industries intertwined. Yeah. Talent and events, you can't have an event without talent. Yeah. So that's where I make the relationships with the managers, brand managers, with the talent itself. Mm. Then I can get a better understanding of the business. I don't want to rush into talent into management first. Okay. And then, Espacio was a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And so he was doing music, been pushing, been promoting him. At first, I was a DJ of his. Oh, damn. Okay. I was playing shows for him Mm. as a DJ. Mm. Um, My my good friend Zidane was also part of the business, managing Espacio. Okay. At the time, he also had a clothing brand that was pushing, that fresh. There was four of us, two musicians, two guys who were into business. So me and Zidane were good behind the scenes, so we'd handle... A lot of behind the scenes stuff and yeah. the faces, the talent, the creatives are pushing it at the forefront. Social media, you know, below the line marketing, all of that. Yeah. So Zidane moved to Australia now. Okay. Especially didn't have a manager interim. So I was like, Oh, I know the team. I know yeah, this guy. I was like, yeah, we're good friends. Yeah. And then we chopped it up. We're like, yo, let's try this thing out. Yeah. And then he was like, Yeah, cool. Wrote it out, you know, mm. and then, yeah, we had a good relationship, good run. That's where I learned a lot about the music business. I was studying the people we were meeting, yeah. the deals that we had, um, even those that weren't at the favor of us. Mm-hmm. I feel those were expensive learning curves that yes. I use in my business across, you know, across everything that I do. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate that process. And it got me where I wanted to be. For sure. And then we we ended our relationship, I think, 2017, no, 28, no, 2019. Yeah. Okay. 2019, around October. Yeah. Ended our relationship. Cool. I had to go in for surgery in November as well. Okay. So I had my jaw surgery done. I was fragile and whatever. But then... Just before my surgery, I was like, yo, I don't have anyone that I'm managing, but 
also I'm thus far in the career as well. I was well. about to say you feel like that at that point you can do it. Yeah, I can I can also I, I, I knew how to do do it. I was also doing it well. Yes. I was just like, okay, cool. Why are you having no artists on your roster? Yeah. That's when I got D Koala. Just before surgery. Okay. Then locked in the deal. Then we did shows with D. We did a lot of yeah. gained the trust and then D was permanently my artist. So it was a trial period, but then... It worked out. It worked out. Okay. Now I'm going to fast forward to the question about why I dis- diversified. Yes. So I was like, okay, cool. My vision is equality, and I like balance yes. in everything that I do. Mm. So I was like, okay, I don't want to have more than one hip-hop artist for now. I've got decoiler hip-hop. That's cool. fine. You're good. Another genre. Yeah. R&B. Then I got Ipele. Cool. Then I worked with um, Second Man, who was doing alternative world music. Mm -hmm. Then it was a short-term relationship. Relationship. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm still in the entertainment space, and the influencer um, market doesn't have managers. Yeah. You know? Everyone is doing their own thing. And I also realized with, uh, what do you call this? The campaign we did. Yeah. You were gunmen. Yeah. It was harder to process invoices in yeah for time. sure you understand sorry so i mean, actually when you had approached me so it's cool yeah you yeah. give me the campaign whatever and then he's like asking me for all these things that i just do not have and i was like i don't know what you want for me you want my bank letter well right, right. you want my <laughs> and i'm like yeah. mm, i don't have it yeah so that's what i noticed as well like when i was working with you for mm. that campaign i had worked with other influences as well but it wasn't that was a major campaign. Yeah. So I was like, yo, these people are so talented. They just need the support. Sometimes they For sure. creating content. It's not like they're lazy or yeah. they're stupid. They can't do anything. Yeah. It's just that they need that support. That and that we don't business, have yeah. an understanding. Yeah. Like I, when I, I mean, I didn't enter the space as an influencer. I started doing YouTube and then I got work and then via that I've now entered the realm of influencing. So people need to understand that like my job is to create the content. I wasn't necessarily thinking about the invoicing Mm. and everything that happens behind closed doors, which is a lot. So that's something you, I mean, I would like to say now that I would suggest or I do promote influencers having managers. It has changed my life and it allows for you to focus on your craft so much more. So much, yeah. Mm. Because like, I also tell this, like I I tell people this, like you're the talent. Do what the talent needs to do. Yeah. Let me show what be pretty. Like my clients, they tell me like, I mean, look at at your brand, for example, Mm. from the bottom to the top, mm. everything is on point. Mm. From the post production, yeah, to the creation of the content, yeah, to you showing up, yeah, and then to the business being conducted 100%. effectively, yes, because you can conduct business, but it doesn't mean you conduct it effectively, yeah, and that's how clients come back to you because you're effective in your business, hundred percent, and the content is beautiful, hundred percent. You're so just a pleasure a to win-win. work with, yeah, yeah. I also think that that's what I've realized. So there've obviously been brands that we've worked with that we have both been like, no, we're never gonna do this again because the business end of it 
was terrible. People yeah. weren't sticking to their words, not necessarily knowing how to handle situations professionally and so forth. Um, I also would have taken so many more jobs if it wasn't for Leo, because one, I was under, not underpaying myself, but underrating yes, myself. A like, oh, a lot. When I sent him my red card in the beginning, he was like, Doug, please don't you tell can't. me. He's like, don't tell me this is what you've been trying to charge people. So that was cool. Having someone with insight, um, accordingly price my work yeah. one that was very valuable and two also declining offers is something that i struggled with um so having someone negotiate for you and speak up for you and just fight you your battle your case almost uh has also been such a so helpful because there are so many things that i would have subjected myself to had i not had a manager yeah and those were not going to be beneficial the, for in your the brand. slightest and it also like even with the campaign, mm. your rate cut, I charged more as well. Yeah. For the client. Yeah. Because I knew the bag was not, you know. Yeah. And I was like, they know your engagements. They can see. Yeah. They know that oh, she's charging peanuts. Let's go. Hundred percent. You can even get more, more deliverables for less. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to avoid. Hence, when I got to manage you, the rate cut we increased it due to. Your stats, yeah. you know, numbers didn't lie. You're also, worthy of those that that rate. Also, what ha brought me so much peace, or something you had also opened my mind to, is that I thought your rate based on it's not so much about the number because you can have so many followers and your engagement can be low. Then there's no point in working with that person as a client or as an influencer. It, it's redundant almost. Yeah. So the client and a lot of brands look at engagements more yeah. than anything. Because you can post the product with like 200k followers, yeah, but only 7,000 is engaging with that, yeah. Whereas with Google, with like 28k people following her, yeah, she can have like engages and engagements twice as much as that one that was charging the same and having lower engagement, so with a higher following but with lower engagement, yeah. So Engagements are a very vital role when brand managers come together with their clients mm. and and everyone just decides, okay, this is who we're going with. This is what we can afford. So with the following, it doesn't really matter. It does matter sometimes, just for sure and all of that. But like in terms of getting results, mm. they are looking for your engagements, how your followers interacted with yeah. the influencers post yeah that's what's important that is what could potentially drive your your audience the influencers audience and turn them into customers yeah and buy their product that's the end i feel like that's all that's like it's, needed it's, yeah. yeah it really is that yeah. also i have learned the importance of carrying yourself like a business so I have openly spoken about my anxiety and depression and sometimes that can filter its way into my work so I can be very avoidant, as Leah will know. <laughs> when it comes to, <laughs> to certain... I'm even going to make him stop laughing because I can see he wants to say too much. But, yeah, so... I will sometimes not check my emails as often if I'm having a bad day and so forth. And in the beginning of my career, I wasn't aware of the impression I was leaving on brands. Yes. 
Um, the biggest thing that we are complimented for, but let me say Leo, as my manager is complimented for by brands, is his efficiency. As soon as we get an email, he does not let it, he will call me, we'll discuss the offer, discuss if it's something that we're willing to take or whatever it may be, if we're wanting to bump the cheese up or whatever it is, call me immediately and responds immediately. And that has helped us so much and it has grown so many relationships with us. And what Leo's also made me realize is, is that Working with brands should be about building a long-term relationship. Yes, you can take some campaigns for now for the sake of taking them, you know, and like do the job well, but it is about relationships. Like he said, he has a lot of people in his arsenal. You never know when you're going to need someone from that brand or someone who used to work there, who changes brands, who maybe you'll then connect. It's so important to carry yourself as a business, carry yourself with pride. Um, make sure you work professionally at all times because if you don't do that, no one wants to work with you. As an influencer, as a content creator, I feel like it's not just solely about the content you put out but who you are behind closed doors. Just as a person, are you a nice person to work with? Can they speak to you? Can you negotiate? Do you meet your deadlines? Because if you don't do these things, then you're basically shooting yourself in the foot and you just won't get as many jobs. Yeah. And I'm also speaking from some as someone who struggled to do, do that in the beginning and having management handle what leo needs to manage and handle and having me handle what i need to handle has been yo it's made this this it's, journey it's, like it's it life changing it so much easier yeah like, honestly yeah. You, it, it makes my job so much, much more easier. pleasurable and so much more easier so yeah like i said and i also want to add something like, mm. you know as well as once you get to see the other side of the business of your brand, mm. you also learn in the process. 100%. You understand? There's certain questions that you used to ask me in like like five months ago yeah. that you don't necessarily ask now. Because I, I understand. Just, you understand. Yeah. So it's also about, I feel like my purpose in life is empowering other people. Yeah. So the reason why I want to make sure that everyone is efficient and all of that so that even if I'm not there at some point of your career because the brand is going to grow, we're mm. going to get more people and all of that. But like you understand that we set a solid foundation. foundation. Now we're building up. 100%. And that I have the basics that the I basics need. The basics you need. 100%. To carry on. Now look at this venture. Mm. There, were, there was a lot of business that needed to be checked out, but you understood that. So we had to focus on buying equipment. And setting it up more than the business aspect For because sure. you understood what's expected to you, how you're willing to, to you know, mm. grow this venture and make it a sustainable business venture. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all about learning. And managers, please do teach your clients. Teach your clients. clients everything. From registering as a vendor mm. in this huge companies mm. to invoicing, what's required. I, I also... I have a rate that I, I I have never gotten an invoice that was sent back because like something was wrong or yes. vendor form that was wrong. Yeah. So I'm a perfectionist, fine, but I also believe that you need to make sure double check everything mm. is a business so that they know that when we work with this person, we can call them anytime and then the business will be sufficient no matter the time frame. Also, hypothetically, efficiency should meet efficiency. So if you are efficient, they should be efficient on their side. Yes. And I say this hypothetically because we know brands and that they love <laughs> to do their own thing and pay when yeah. they want. But for the most part, if you hold your end of the bargain and you work that much quicker, they should meet you yeah. with and the same like, energy. Um, I tell my clients as well, like, we'd rather be right there 
and then being being wrong yeah so rather the brand becomes wrong 100 percent us yeah rather it is on them, them not than on, on us. you yeah yeah so that it sets a clear standard of your brand it yes. sets a standard so when they refer you to other brand managers to other brands other companies mm. they're like yo oh you're working with google yo that girl is professional yeah everything is efficient yeah we love working with her and then that you know word of mouth they market your brand and then it brings good returns. Yeah. yeah. I also want to uh, touch on you saying that you would like managers to teach their clients. I'm also very aware that I'm blessed that I have you as a manager just because you understand my vision. And I feel like the first initial meeting that we had was so important because I told you what it is that I'm about as a brand, what I want to accomplish. And I can see that Leo considers that in all in every in every process yeah. in in all of the decision making like for instance if we get a campaign there's never anything he will accept nor decline behind my back everything will come to me even if he feels like it is a no he will give me the decency of being like yo there, there yeah. is this deal let me know what you think of it but what i like is that he can already kind of filter what it is that i'm willing to do and what i'm not willing to do via who i am and what i stand for and the products i like and so forth so it's also really important like having management is important but it can be counterproductive if you're working with someone who's working against you yeah. and not understanding you as a person and you as a brand because that's what you guys are trying to build you're trying yeah. to build your identity in this entertainment industry, industry yeah. so yeah so that people and other brands that align with you can easily spot you and be like okay cool this is what you're about this is what you like so therefore we want to work with yeah. you and also don't forget your brand dna yes as you've mentioned like in the beginning of the podcast there's certain things the money was good. It was sometimes decent. Can I actually tell them about one deal that we said no to? No, and you can't mention. <laughs> I, I can't mention names, but I will yeah. say it was a it was a short video clip that was yeah. a minute. Mm. And for the minutes, I I will say vaguely maybe they're offering more than like twelve. Yeah. Okay. For a minute, Oaks, I was down bad. <laughs> I was down horrendous. I needed the money, but. Just via what it was, it would have made no sense. If you guys saw me put out that content, I'm I'm so sure so many of you, especially my friends, would have been like, sis, we have, wait, we have <laughs> never in our lives seen you talk about this thing or do this thing, but yet you it yet here you are endorsing it. That's what I also think maybe content creators and influencers need to look towards. Obviously, not that I'm the greatest content creator yeah. and the greatest influencer, but just in my experience, it needs to be relatable and it needs to be believable. Yeah. If I am now endorsing something that you guys have never heard me speak about, never seen me, like something that is just so like far-fetched. Like a topic that you've never I've touched. I've never touched. Yeah. It might, my audience is not going to be as receptive to that because they kind of know who's, who's this GU is and what I speak about and, and the things I like, you know? Like I was about to give an example. Let me not do that, child. Yeah. Let me not block my blessings. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> move on. But like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You must stick to your brand DNA. You must yeah. know your vision from the beginning. Yeah. What brands you want to you want to be associated with. Yeah. What kind of things you won't allow. Mm. So if you're someone that doesn't drink um, ciders, yeah, then you accept the cider uh, campaign. Yeah. It's a bit fugazi. We can see like sometimes people. And an audience can read through the lines. Hundred percent. And being all about the bag before your brand DNA or protecting your brand DNA, it will catch up later. Can work against life. you. Yeah. Yes. So, for example, later in life, 
the brand that you initially wanted to work with can yes. approach you. And now but because you've worked, you've worked with that brand, you, they, they, they can't work with you work, anymore. Can't work with you. Yeah. yeah. That's also something he made me very aware of. There's a brand that I was willing to work with, not because they're my faves, but because it still made sense for me. And he was like, no, dude, wait. Because I know what you want, and I know that there's a specific brand you have in mind, and luckily, I actually, we have worked with them to some extent yeah. in the year. So it's also about being patient. And I also want to say that I know that being a content creator is very hard in that our money is not we're not stable financially yeah. like you get one job and it may pay really well but then you may not have another two jobs for two months and then you have to make that money stretch yeah. so although we're saying that brand identity is important we also understand that eating is important and sometimes if it is reasonable i do think that you have to do what you have to do to yeah, get the you have bag. to compromise but yeah don't compromise to a to point, a point where, where it works against you tarnish mm. your brand in the long run yeah yeah, yeah for sure um while we're speaking about, you know, just a brand and everything, I have come to the conclusion that people think I have more money than what I have. And I want to... Let's handle that situation. Let's handle that. Right no, now. Let's talk about that right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Because I will that, tell you all the facts. Bruh. Because that ain't it. Because what you guys... And you know what? For the most part, via what I put out on social media, I can understand why people may think I'm more liquid than what I am. But in reality, Leo has built, or we have built such a good business model that works towards the things that I like to do as a person that guys, half of the things that I normally sometimes do, I'm invited to be in those spaces. We've also created business opportunities in spaces I like. For instance, I like to travel. I like to be in Airbnbs. Now, this is not to say that I pay for every single one that I'm in, but maybe sometimes, or we've taken the initiative to maybe approach Airbnb or different hosts and offer them something uh, that they haven't had before. Uh, and obviously it may be in the means of marketing because that's low key what you do as an influencer. You market certain people's products and so forth. So yeah, I actually had a friend comment on my story and he was like, dog, I swear you get 200K a month. I said 200K a month. If I had 200K a month, Oaks, I would not live in my parents' home. Let's start there. If I had 200K a month, you guys would know. I don't know how you'd know. <laughs> but <laughs> but, you'd but know. you would know. You will have. Yeah. So I do want to speak to how an Orabida. Ooh. Look at that. Leo. Not, 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 not my ID name, my, my <laughs> stage name. Guys, Leo. You can, you can also book me at info at section 9 <laughs> I'll entertain you. I'm very funny. He's so funny. He's just the <laughs> I'm funniest. I'm joking, but yeah. Um, hey, cool. Yeah, you were saying? Yeah, Leo has helped me do that. So also when I pitched to you, you kind of asked me what it is that I like and what I'm interested in. And then as soon as I did that, he was like, okay, cool. You want to do this? Let's approach these people and do this. You want to do that? Then let's do this. So he has taught me the importance of not waiting. Guys, you cannot wait for a specific brand to approach you. You have to make space. You have to write a proposal. You have to do some of the work yourself out of your own pocket to show them the content in which you can produce so that they know that when they invest in you or want to work with you that there will be a return of investments on their part yeah. so yeah and i think that has helped me a lot and that's also helped me stay in line with the things i want to endorse naturally because if you have the opportunity to approach the brands you want to work with you're in so much more control yeah. and trust me there's been times where we've booked airbnbs out of our own pockets to create specific content just to send off not knowing if the brand will approve and if they'll like it talking about that 
there's the investment you put as an influencer into, into your brand. brand. So yes. some influencers or content create entertainers mm. in general, they don't want to invest in their brand. Mm. So from the day that time we booked that Airbnb to create content to approach yes. another Airbnb, yes. it greater greater opportunities 100%. and now we can work with other people and show them what we've done mm. so we actually do invest in these ventures before saying now nah, google just has a lot of following good engagement yeah um take a no we actually go and shoot the content sometimes yes. and then show them these are the results mm. these are the engagements these are the insights that you can get from us let's work together yeah and sometimes it doesn't work it's not aligned with that particular brand yeah we'll go back to the drawing board yes. okay what did we not do or how can we amend it but also yeah. even if they don't say yes they're aware of us yes so if they ever want to work with us or have a campaign that they think we would be in line with me and the brand itself then they'll come back to in us you can't also wait for people to recognize you unfortunately so I, so as much as approaching brands has been super helpful in that, yeah, I'm working with people I want to work with, even when they've said no, I found solace in the fact that they know my name. Yeah. They know what we can produce, and when the time is right, they will definitely find us. They have our email address. Yeah. They have our phone number. Yeah, so yeah, we, We're we, easy we to approach, you know? We don't, we, don't, we don't leave the room or the email thread sour. Yes. So we just make sure that, okay, cool, they recognized us. Yeah. They know what we're about. Yeah. They've got our details. Mm. So they'll come back when it aligns or mm. is the right time. Sometimes you catch brands. It's normal for a business to not be go going through a phase where they'll need that type of business. 100%. Or trying to approach, uh, uh, attract what you're trying to. Attract. Yeah, mm. attract. So sometimes it's okay knowing that they are not ready yet. Yes. But in the near future, they might come back to you. 100%. And then it might be a bigger concept. For and sure. A better, For sure. Know, a more beneficial business engagement yeah. than what you propose. So I yeah. feel like patient plays a, a, a big role a in these things. A huge role. So do not be discouraged yes. as well as an influencer. Like whether you get rejections mm. regularly or whatever, mm. keep on pushing. And also refining your brand so that it gets to a place where by the time they come back, they know you. Because mm. brands also love being approached and coming up with ideas. Mm. It's not like they, you're just sitting there and you just receive an email. You're putting in work. For sure. And then also trying to align with their brand message, trying to get what they're all about, yeah. and trying to promote it to the rest of the world. So yeah, invest in your brand, create content, and then do those proposals, sit down, and be patient. For sure. No, guys, definitely, like, pitch. There's just, you can't lose with pitching, honestly. Um, yes, sometimes it takes effort. Yes, sometimes it takes money, and you've invested in this, this, this pitch or the content you've created, but it will come back. Maybe not in the manner in which you want and not from that brand, but somehow, some way, you will be repaid for your work. Also, I've realized that I want to make money from all my passions in life, every single one. And Leo has also made me realize that I can do that. For instance, with my channel, I obviously, I'm a conversationalist, so we have different conversations, uh, just about navigating your 20s, uncomfortable growth, if you've not yet subscribed. And I also have different segments, which you've now made me realize I could actually utilize. I started Music Wednesdays because I love music, and I did not know how to incorporate that into my channel until one day I was like, you know what? They're actually 
many South African artists that I like and I, that I think are cool and there isn't necessarily a platform that is promoting them or reviewing their music or rather platforms that I knew of at the time. So I did that and I mean, I didn't think much of Music Wednesday. It's just me jamming out on the couch, you know, just being a fool sometimes. <laughs> and Leo was like to me, dude, let's create playlists. And I was like, okay, cool. And I'll never forget the day he, he was telling me about playlists. It was a Friday. It was after five. I was finished, Oaks. I'm out. I'm drinking. I'm, I don't know where I am, yeah. but I'm living my life. And he's like, dog, we need to get this thing done. And at, the, and at that time, I didn't understand. Then, yeah. I didn't understand. But also tell me what made you understand. The, the imp- okay, yes. Yeah, so yeah. we started the playlist and uh, for the most part at first I thought like this is really convenient for my subscribers to just find the music. You know, I never thought we could turn this into a business venture or make money off of it. And then I realized that, no man, it's also one about putting my name everywhere or rather getting my name on on, on many different platforms. So having, I obviously have a Spotify account, but I, I just listen to my own personal music there. Uh, same thing with Apple Music. But like, it's about gaining a following on those different apps for different reasons. You know, obviously if you follow me on a music app, you're wanting to see what it is that I listen to. Then I thought, oh wait, people are interested to hear what I'm listening Your to. Your music taste, you're a taste uh, maker. Mate, mate. <laughs> And then I realized that, okay, cool, maybe this is going to grow to the point one. No, actually, when I realized it, Leo, was when people would approach me and started sending me submissions for Music Wednesday. So I was like, okay, people are now wanting for me to review their stuff on my platform. This means that hopefully one day people want for me to curate playlists where their artists will appear and their managers will do that by speaking to you and obviously at some point at a cost and yeah. that can be a whole different business venture of itself something that i thought was so small and so simple but i've realized that i will make money out of all my passions yeah and it's very and possible music wednesdays also part of the vision is that you know most of these playlists on like dsps like your spotify mm. apple deezer they started off small as well for sure and then they gained following and then now you can get to a point where you can be an accredited playlist yeah and now record labels will make means to get in touch with 100 to put their artists on, on those yeah those playlists yeah like even right now um it also diversifies your brand as For a example, as a talent myself i had a meeting you know with an executive um from audiomac I manage artists and also content creators. Yeah. But also, I can put in Guguletu's name in that conversation. 100%. Because Google contributes to the music 100%. industry via what? Music Wednesdays. Wednesdays yeah. And Google's going to meet that person when? Next week, Wednesday. <laughs> Literally, next week, Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to Charlotte from Audio Mac. No, literally, so, shout out. Yeah. I also. I think that has been the, I found the beauty in my work. Um, at first, I used to find that, obviously, my, my YouTube channel was a passion project. I did it for the sake of it, and then I, t- I realized it could turn into something. And you helping me realize that everything I do, I can turn into something, has been the best part of my work, because all the things I enjoy, I can get money from. Yeah. And you've also helped me see the bigger picture. When I started Music Wednesday, and when he was pestering me on that Friday to create the playlist, I didn't understand, but Leo always has a bigger picture, and you need to believe in your bigger picture. Yeah. No matter how big it is, no matter how vast it is, no matter how impossible it may seem, you're working towards certain things. Yeah. And if your goals don't scare you, then what the, like, why are you doing them? Well, 
what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? It's a, it's you're not wasting your time, but you're cutting yourself so short. And I know he's speaking here, like, yo, one day a record label, and maybe some of y'all like a record label. But I know that one day a record labels will fully be wanting to approach my manager to you know have their artists on our playlist. Yeah. So it's also about having self love, which is something I think entering this industry has taken away from me. So at first when I started creating content, it was just Google being Google. And then naturally when you start being approached by brands, you're now aware that you're trying to sell their product. You want to maybe act in a particular way, but I am the product. My personality is my selling point. Like who I am is what is making me money. Um, so Leo also reminds me of that. Sometimes I can be very skeptical. Sometimes I don't want to be like too much of Google or whatever, but it's like, no, They've come to you because they want exactly that. You are Google. And who you are is unique, guys. There's there's no two of you. There are no two Googles. You know, your personality is unique to yourself. And brands are wanting authenticity. They're wanting something different. So you're not needing to simulate or be something or someone you're not. Because then they could have gone to that other person that you're trying to copy. Yeah. Yeah. So I do think it's also just about finding yourself, finding your feet, and and finding your brand identity. And you once you are worthy, hundred percent, literally, like, you are worthy. You're enough. Yeah, you know, you're as important as the other influencer. If they, if they approached you, even, that's they know what you do, what Bruh. type of content you curate. So never allow any brand or any company tell you mm. you should switch up your style. Then why did you come to me? Also, this is who I am. It's either we merge. It should be a partnership. Yes. Campaigns are partnerships. Yes. Not just some business transactions like, oh, here's a few sweets. Just sell them. Yeah. No, I'm going to sell them how I want, I want to sell to. them. Yeah. Because this is my store. Also, while we're on this topic, let's briefly talk about stretching the bag. So <laughs> I've learned brands have money. And sometimes they underplay themselves or sell you a shorthand. Just, you know, to save money, as anyone would do. If yeah. no one has how if no one knows how much I have and I'm offering you a K, you may think, yo, Google only has a K, K to give. Yeah. So I'm no, they don't only have a thousand rand to give. Let me tell you right now. Um, so always try your luck. There's also nothing wrong with that, especially if you know the quality of your work. And you will learn to know the quality of your work. I think in the beginning as a content creator, it's so hard to price your work because you don't know how to price it you don't know what goes into pricing it and i was at the point where i was asking other content creators how much they charge but that's not going to work because they use a different formula and it's according to their audience but once you do find these things out and it does happen over time you know uh it really will come to you when you know what you're worth don't 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 accept less don't dumb it down don't dumb it down for the most part don't dumb it down. Like, try push. And if they can, they will. And you know, it's, I actually had a friend who was on a campaign, and she they had approached her with a certain amount, and then she bumped it up by like 3K or 4K. And they said yes in a heartbeat. They didn't even flinch. She could have bumped it up by 10, at the least, at the very least. You know, I'm not saying that all brands can afford to do this. It's also very important to gauge which brand you are working with. If this is a smaller business who are maybe just recently starting out and don't have the budget, you know, then cool. It's fine. If you're willing to work with them and it's still within your rates, then cool. But if you know you're being approached by a very big brand and you know, that's what we're going to say. sales are online. Uh, You know, we know. We know how much we pay for your, bruh. 
So don't don't sell yourself short. Like honestly, push the limits. Because also I want also respectfully. Yeah, respectfully. <laughs> yes. I want to also bring up this topic that mm. influencer marketing. Some brands substitute advertising, traditional advertising for, for it. Yes. So the budget to get for a billboard exactly up exactly is in their pockets, waiting for a year. They can pay a hundred and fifty mm-hmm. racks for two weeks mm-hmm. just to get the ad on tv or something mm. but they can't pay you 2k does it make sense does it make sense so some brands understand that oh influencers undervalue themselves so yes let's use them and yes. exploit them to get what we want mm. because even influencers may push more than the tv ad sometimes mm. Because and I do think they do one, because they're getting a variety like micro, medium, mega influencers that also, bring different audiences. For the most part, I've realized that following an influencer or liking a content creator means buying into them as a person, as a whole like entity. So when a brand is selling you short or trying for you, or rather, let me say this: I feel like the engagement with a content creator might probably be a little bit higher or better than a billboard just because a billboard is so impersonal but now if you see like who's one of someone's favorite like if you see z online zx online Mm. endorsing something she already has an audience that loves her she has people that trust her and trust what it is that she has to say regarding brands so i feel like brands bank off of that so much more and possibly there's almost not a higher return but the the advertising seems more personal and seems more relatable and that's what people also are more likely to lean towards if you see me chilling in something that you like you're like oh i saw google wear it so therefore i will but a billboard can feel impersonal like it's just it's there it's, it's an advert there. you're it's, driving yeah, same way you're watching tv but you don't care about the ads 100 you, want the content. you yeah. add as a content creator you add value to the product they're coming to you because they know that you can push it or sell it in a manner in which they would like yes so 100 so again it's about backing yourself and who you are just to wrap up this conversation i wanted to end it off by asking with being in the entertainment industry and having your own company what are the challenges you've come across the the, the most challenging ones of course i'm um, okay cool i think there's like towards um having people under my roster like my clients mm. or are you talking about like just in general like i just want to answer it directly directly i think just in general just in um general. and maybe your clients aside because i almost feel like that might be the easier part of your job yeah you think oh no when easy. i'm saying oh you I, think you're easy i to, take oh, it all no. <laughs> 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 I take it all back. You're right. Actually, no, you're right. Yeah. In the entirety of yeah, it. Okay, I think let me just yeah cover the whole spectrum. Mm. So first and foremost, um, it's existing as a young black man mm. in mm. this industry. Mm. It's very difficult. Yeah. You know, navigating certain spaces. Yeah. You know, I was at a function and like out of the the entire like everyone. The entire guests and patrons attending, yeah. there were like seven black people out of like forty. Damn, ain't that? And the out of reality. the seven, it was people I was rolling with. with yeah, <laughs> so it's not even like you found the seven, yeah. like yo. So yeah. I think like maybe uh, the the staff there was like three, four more, mm. but like in terms of 
we were majority black yeah. crew. Yeah. So I always make it a means like overcoming that existing as a young black man in this mm. industry, I take up space. I don't care. Yes. Good. You know? I am enough. I embrace myself. I mm. embrace my culture. Mm. I embrace the people that I represent. So that's challenge number one. Mm. Challenge number two is, you know, financial backing, mm. you know, financial backing is very key in businesses. So it doesn't have to be like in the form of like investors and stuff like that. But for mm. like ventures, we need money. Yeah. Like, to begin this podcast, people mustn't just think, yo, by the way, Google was just yo, chilling, saying, no, let's postpone, I'm yo, Google, I'll, I'll just make it up oaks. to them. But like, like really, we oaks. had to work hard to get this equipment. <laughs> yeah. Like from the time she assured you guys on social media that I'm starting a podcast. Which was in March. In let's, March. E- let's even, like that was in March. When I was like, I'm starting this podcast. And she was actively working towards getting the equipment, getting the systems up so that this podcast can launch. So you can see how the financial um, conversation Mm. enters there. Mm. Like, we don't have, like, access money where we could just plug money wherever and just get these ventures going. So finance is a huge part in everything. Mm. And then um, I think... The last one is, you know, emotional intelligence. Speak on that. (laughs) So emotional intelligence doesn't mean you can't feel what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Your your, your feelings are valid and all of that. But sometimes, even me, I'm at fault. Like some situations, I could have dealt with them a bit better Mm. than how I did. Mm. So my emotional intelligence at that time... um, really impacted me and made me do bad decisions like along my five-year journey journey. so emotional intelligence is something that i'm constantly learning yeah there's nothing you can perfect as a person so it also goes with like you know you know clients and all of that like you know sometimes me and google fight but it could have been dealt like differently differently i could have chopped it up and just dealt with it but like emotions got high and they're like why and we're forgetting the bigger picture yeah but also you must also acknowledge your mistakes yeah and then learn from them do better than what you did yesterday yeah so those are the challenges yeah. but also i feel like when we do butt heads it's because i feel like we're both really passionate we both want the same thing sometimes we may disagree on just how to get there and even in your disagreements even if it is between you and your manager or yourself and a client it's always important to be respectful yeah. you can always say what you need to say respectfully yeah. because as soon as you are disrespectful you can ruin a relationship completely and yeah. it's very hard to come back from and that and i think that's that's what we've maintained between me and you 100% like we do have like yeah nothing's perfect like we do have disagreements yeah. or fights or whatever i don't mm. like calling them fights it's just mm. disagreements but like the fact that we both respect each, each other. other also time. you have my yeah. best interests at heart at so heart, i yes. never think that you're plotting on my ears like crazy yeah, i like never think you nothing malicious hundred percent i know that Google i'm not trying to me. hurt 69 yeah, africa you're no not trying to you know yeah. backstab me or hurt me it's nothing malicious yeah so i need to understand this where point. i'm coming from and so where you're coming cool from off or do whatever i need to do yeah. to understand it better yeah and then we come back and then i say cool and this we is reassess. where I felt short or this is where I felt you felt short yeah and let's come with a resolution and, and meet in forward. the middle yeah. for sure simple 
Um, the things that I have struggled with the most is one authenticity, like I had mentioned before. Um, you can have imposter syndrome, hey, like you can be wanted for being yourself, but think that you yourself aren't enough or that you're too much of of like a particular way. Obviously, being a black woman in this industry, I feel very empowered by seeing other black content creators. Like for me, that is the best part of my job. Seeing so many black women at an event looking so fine, so fly, having a good time and doing well in this industry is what reminds me every day that, you know what, Google, you yourself are enough and you will make it in your own time. Uh, and sometimes I'm very hard on myself in that I expect for certain things to happen now, but it is a journey. So I've just also in me being true to myself, I've attracted things that align with me. So I don't think it's a coincidence that I have you as a manager. I think that obviously I believe in God. So I believe that God, God's plan. God's plan. I mean, 100%, look at where we met. hundred percent. How long ago this was, was ordained that? a very, very, very long time, time ago, ago before but we look even knew. where we cross paths yes. and what we're doing together 100%. we didn't rush anything and if I wasn't myself then maybe you wouldn't have been interested in working with me as much and maybe other brands wouldn't have approached me so authenticity is one um, what else have I struggled with no is no and it's okay to say no especially before Leo I mean obviously Leo handles all my offers now so like it's so nice to tell him to tell you no and then he has to <laughs> drop the email oh, and the do the phone yes. yes sorry yeah you yeah. know and that wasn't the case before yeah. uh and i felt like i was wrong for saying no and that i had no foot to stand on no leg to stand on or so forth so trust your gut t trust your intuition like even now we had a deal that we're discussing earlier today that we you know i wasn't really sure and if i said no i know that my no would have been respected and as a content creator i know the value of my work so if my no's a no that's okay and then the third thing that i have learned is that oaks it's work like I know that we see content creators create cool content and look nice and post photos and post YouTube videos and YouTube videos where we're drinking, where we're laughing, where we're hitting each other with pie on the face, where we're, and it just looks fun. And I, I won't sit here and say that my job isn't fun, but my job is, is, is job. Eat job, eat job. Yeah. Eat job, eat job. So there are times I don't feel like responding to emails or working with certain brands or responding to brands or so forth. Um, but that's a part of it. And again, before Leo, I didn't necessarily understand the business aspect of it. So that used to overwhelm me greatly in this industry. Like, I know that I want to do this. I want to create the content. I want to, you know, put myself out there. But I didn't sign up for no texts and yeah. shit. I didn't sign up for no invoices. And I mean, I obviously knew that I'd have to invoice, but I wasn't necessarily sure about the extent to which I would be doing it at. Um, so yeah, I just, I, in me being a content creator and an influencer, I have so much more respect for other content creators and influencers because I know what goes into it. And before I was one, I would just see like KM's drop a photo. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe she just woke up. Guys, KM beats her face at 7 a.m. <laughs> Eat job, eat job. Okay, she wakes up and she gets her shit done. So, yeah, that's those are the three challenging things I've learned, um, or the things that I've like just struggled to grapple with. But for the most part, it's been a very interesting, rewarding journey. And between myself and Leo, we have so much in store for you guys. Y'all ain't even ready. Yeah. Like this. The <laughs> This is this is small small Ugh. right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I look forward to seeing what it is we're gonna do with this podcast, with this project alone. Yeah. I'm excited to see what Section Nine Africa and Uncomfortable Growth are gonna build together over the next year, just the next year alone. Yeah. I feel like it will be very monumental for both of us. So yeah, do you have any closing words? Um yeah. Yes. Um, 
to your subscribers, mm. your friends, family. Family includes your subscribers. 100%. So yeah, everyone is considered family. I'd like to say thank you for supporting us. Yeah. The Google A2 brand. Yes, your growth. You know, we're taking it to the top. Top. And then, you know, thank you for understanding. Sometimes I know it might not be crystal clear. Mm. Yeah, sometimes we're having bad days or Mm. we cannot do certain things due to, you know, unforeseen circumstances. Mm. Yeah. So sorry for that. Mm. And I'd like for you, whoever's listening, you know, just believe in your dreams yeah you can reach your full potential for sure no matter what you can look at google to idolize her want her life but like maybe it's not your moment your moment will come if it hasn't 100%. come already god is working on you every single day yes so always keep on believing push it is possible to reach your full potential and achieve all your goals that you've yearned for mm. over your lifetime. And lastly, please also promote this podcast. <laughs> Make sure that bug us with more questions. Yeah, you know, yeah. We're gonna have a lot of interesting guests in this season. Yes. So and we're gonna keep on adding value. Mm. We also accept any criticism for sure you know constructive criticism so that we can improve the product yeah but from me leo lobello from section 9 africa i want to say i love you i love you gugu and i'm happy for you i appreciate you thank you a lot and i i will have your back i know forever no i know yeah um before I respond to your touching words at the end, I want to just go off what Leo said now uh, with... Hmm, it actually just slipped my mind, what you just said. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he got me emotional all of a sudden. I'm forgetting about everything. Um, oh, yes. You know what? You can see someone else's journey and want it, but my journey will never fit you or suit you the way yours will. And you will never feel fulfilled even if you are to live someone else's life. I know we see like content creators, especially because it's our job to make things look cool. It's our job to be in cool places and do nice things for the most part. So you may see that and think like, OMG, I so wish. And it's like you can maybe want certain things you know that someone else wants but it needs to be in your own capacity in a journey that is tailor-made for For you you. so your time is coming uh continue working on your craft uh continue praying like leo said god is on your side he is working for you and not against you so yeah um yeah leo i this year would not have been what it is for me had it not been for you and you have helped me see myself as a businesswoman and as a content creator and that is something that i did not have before you so your support and your love has helped me see me and see what it is that i can accomplish and for me there's nothing bigger and greater than that and you did say to me once that your purpose and i think you said it here your purpose is to help people and to touch people and i'm definitely one of the people that you've helped and touched so i'm forever grateful so i love you and i thank you for your time and for all his efforts and i know it's been a long time coming but we're here now so we here that's what that's what matters y'all okay guys until the next time gang it love and light peace